0: Hey there, everybody! Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is a quiet librarian, <laughs> Brandon. How you doing, Brandon?
1: No talking. Shut up. We're Brandon. gonna do. We're gonna do this podcast silently.
0: That's a good idea. I think it'll be really draw in the viewers. I mean, the listeners. Yeah.
1: We'll just uh, kind of use body language and facial expressions to really convey this episode. We
0: should create our own language of clicks. And make our audience learn it.
1: As long as they're silent clicks.
0: Uh oh yeah yeah like hand gestures like American Sign Language for podcasting.
1: Is there an Australian Sign Language?
0: Oh, that's a good question. You could ask Becca. I'm sure she'd know. At least it'd still be ALS. Yes. Oh, actually, it's ASL, isn't it? I'm dumb. I,
1: th- I think so. <laughs> it's three letters, Cortland. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So Brandon, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing not too bad. Not well, good. too bad.
0: Awesome, awesome. Let me ask you. Right. Let me ask you. Just get ready. Right how into is it. yep?
1: How is the grocery and personal hygiene situation in America?
0: Uh, well, every week my wife goes online to Walmart.com and she does a grocery order, and then we go and we pick it up so that we don't have to step foot in a grocery store. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, here, toilet paper in particular is nowhere to be found.
0: Why? Toilet paper? You
1: cannot find it anywhere. It's like fucking Jingle All the Way with the Turbo Man doll. (laughs) Like, people are scrambling to find toilet paper wherever they can and climbing over people to get it and you need a number and a ticket. It's crazy. It's madness here. Uh,
0: Is it still flooding over there?
1: Uh, no, the floods are—they're—they're uh, they're gone. Okay, they're a different thing. So no now fire. Now we just have no flood. No,
0: just lack of toilet paper.
1: We're on to this personal tragedy now. Oh my god! Uh, toilet okay. paper, pasta, rice, what? Uh, like flour, any kind of canned good.
0: What are people getting ready for an apocalypse?
1: That's what it seems like, and I was wondering if it was just that way here or over there but it sounds like it's not
0: um you know i haven't been to a store in a couple weeks or a a grocery store or whatever so i can't say 100 percent for sure but i'm pretty sure that we're not arming up for an apocalypse here in america
1: no this this toilet paper shortage is a a big thing right now
0: Mm, it's really weird man that's i don't get it yeah i was
1: at work i was at work and people were Talking about it, and they were like, I can spare this toilet paper f- now, but if you find any, you gotta call me and let me know. That kind of thing. It's like, the toilet paper packed.
0: So, like, are people using alternatives yet, or <laughs> is it not that bad? Well,
1: paper towels are going out, baby wipes are going out. Oh, I can out. see that.
0: Oh, man.
1: Tissues going out. Anything. Anything. <laughs> anything wipe-
0: is- wipeable. <laughs> Yes. Magazines are next.
1: Magazines, yeah. (laughs) Books. So run on the bookstore.
0: Read a page on the book, rip it (laughs) all. Oh, man. That's horrible. People are going to screw up their septic tanks. Yeah. All these. This is probably just a a monopoly by the plumbing company in your area. They're just like, (laughs) oh, bake plumbing. (laughs) Coming in, making you flush baby wipes because you're dumb. (laughs) <laughs> and then they crack open in your septic tank and then just like tail the doll maker uncle pete hey girls want to play with my septic tank
1: <laughs> want to splash around <laughs> in the tank
0: <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a whole uh hoot nanny.
1: oh uh, that's gross
0: yeah it is um yeah that sucks man sorry you can't get any toilet paper anywhere I'd uh, send you some, but that'd probably be, like, um, a lot of money to do. (laughs) And it would take it. It'd probably get it, and it'd be, like, somebody ripped through your box to get to the toilet paper. (laughs) Used the box as toilet paper.
1: (laughs) Probably. that Freaking Customs, they'd be like, whoa, is this toilet paper?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, and they'd stuff their pockets with it, and you'd get your package, and you'd be like, what the fuck, bro? You sent me nothing. And I'd be like, what?
1: Well, you don't have to include this in the podcast, you can cut it if you want, but I did hear a story that there was a woman who had a one-night stand, and the guy stole her toilet paper. Oh
0: my god. Nah, that's gonna (laughs) stay (laughs) in. Oh, that's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Well, I can tell you've had a week. Um, I haven't had a week at all. I've been working every single day. This is this will be my twelfth day in a row, and thankfully, I have tomorrow off.
1: Oh, thank God!
0: Yeah, work's stupid. Well, Brandon, are you ready to get into this episode that we got going on today?
1: I think let's do it.
0: All right, let's get into this. So, Brandon and I just got done watching the tale of the water demons. I like this episode, Brandon. <laughs> Me too. Oh my gosh, it was so good.
1: You know, initially I thought, this is kind of too close to the Cutter's Treasure territory mm. so soon. Yeah. But you know what? I like this a lot more than Cutter's Treasure.
0: I did too. Wouldn't it be cool if this was the two-parter episode?
1: It could have been.
0: Yeah, right? I mean, any episode would have been better, I think, as a two-parter. But
1: Two-part Hungry Hounds. <laughs> Those hounds are still hungry. Like,
0: yeah, first part of first episode of Hungry Hounds, they don't even get into like the other parallel world or whatever. It's just them talking no, it's and playing. Like
1: Twenty minutes of Petit Rouge.
0: <laughs> There's like a ten minute scene of them playing um, Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it is kind of like the same theme of like nautical nonsense.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that be something I wish.
0: Yeah. But uh, I think that this is the first episode with zombies in it.
1: <laughs> yes. It's zombies.
0: It's zombies. For sure.
1: Like, they're zombie ghosts, but they're still zombies.
0: Yeah. They shuffle like zombies. They're zombie-looking. Um, They're zombies. And you know what I really liked about this episode is that they don't... They don't dilly-dally. It gets right to the point. Like, the zombies appear, like, the first ten minutes or something like that. And then they have to deal with them. So, it's not, like, 20 minutes of kid b- bullshit and then zombies for five minutes, you know? It's just, like, that's nice. The pacing's nice. Yeah. Um. The theme is cool. Zombies are awesome. The acting is pretty good. Everything's pretty good.
1: Yeah. No complaints, really.
0: Ah, I liked it.
1: I mean... I hate the main character, Yeah. but the acting's well done.
0: Yes, agreed. All right, well, let's get into this episode. All right. So the episode starts with a lonely Frank. He's walking down the pathway to the meeting spot. He's got a flashlight in his hands, and he's saying, Yo, guys, where is everybody? And we look around the campfire, and all the spots are empty, and no one's in sight. So Frank flashes his light around, and he stops at the storyteller's throne, and there's a bag of sorts there. So he walks up to it. He pulls out a book that says Diary Samantha on it. He, op- mm-hmm. he opens it up and he starts reading. And it says, I don't know how to tell him how special he is. I know I gave him a hard time because I don't want anyone to suspect my true feelings for Frank. No. I know. I knew it. I also knew it. This isn't some sort of elaborate prank whatsoever. Frank looks around again. He puts the book back just as Samantha and Gary appear behind him. And Frank's like, hi, Sam. No, he says it smoother than that. He's like, hey, Sam.
1: Hi, Sam.
0: <laughs> Sam asks, what's up? And Kiki walks up behind her and Frank says, nothing special. And Tucker and Betty Ann appear behind Frank as he asks Sam if there's anything special she wants to tell him. Sam says, oh, yeah. Is that a fresh sit? And she points to his face. <laughs> yep that, zits were like the funniest thing in the 90s Some for some reason
1: zits are funny unless you have one then it's your life is over
0: for sure yeah then you just want to crawl into a hole and die Frank gets a little embarrassed and Sam's like "Ha, gotcha <laughs> and Frank tells her it's okay baby I know what you <laughs> <laughs> I know why you give me a hard time you don't have to pretend anymore <laughs> and Sam looks around for a second Kiki and Gary are both staring at her and she asks Frank what he's talking about. And Frank, just no chill at all, tells her he snuck a peek into her diary. So Sam walks over and says, um, this isn't my diary. And Gary grabs it and says, that's Tucker's handwriting. And we look at Tucker. He gives a silent chuckle for just a (sighs) moment. What a scamp. Before Frank threatens to tear him apart.
1: All right. Well, first of all, it's yeah. important to note that Sam is dressed like Daphne from Scooby-Doo. Anyway, <laughs> next point. How much did Tucker fill in of this diary? Because he doesn't open it to the first page. No, he doesn't. And, and the relevant part that I assume Tucker wants him to read is the page he opens. So <sighs> did he fill in pages and pages full of fake Samantha
0: <laughs> diary entries? Uh, maybe he filled every single page with what he wanted uh, Frank to read. Or maybe they were all, like, the similar gagaing over Frank or whatever.
1: Just, like, ten pages of Frank is hot?
0: Yeah. Wouldn't that be creepy for him to write?
1: It would, I think. Um, So, I don't think there's anything wrong with Frank having picked up the diary. He was alone. It was dark. No one was there. And it's, like, and, you know, it's weird that... No one's here, and there's this bag with this book. Yeah, Like, I would be like, what is this? Once he knew, like, once he saw that it was a diary and it said Samantha, yeah, he shouldn't have opened it, but picking it up and stuff, like, I would have done the same thing.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. <sighs> Tucker's just sitting there like, and I like his cut-off vest. And-
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's so muscular and- <laughs> He's got a nice butt.
0: I like it when he wears the bandana, and...
1: <laughs> what else do I love about Frank?
0: I like it when he reminds me of A.C. Slater.
1: Let's be honest, Frank is lovable. I mean, he's always, like, low on our rankings <laughs> of characters. <laughs> but we all love him.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> he's great. <laughs> Facebook still wants me to be friends with the real Tucker, or, uh, the real Jason Alashar. Well... So.
1: He's, like, the fifth or sixth best character in the Midnight Society, so that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, right? Tucker ducks behind Betty Ann. Kiki and Gary hold Frank back, and then Betty Ann yells at Frank, saying, You looked through Sam's things? Frank's like, Yo, it wasn't even hers. But Betty Ann says, Yeah, but you thought it was. Sam pops up and asks Tucker why he did that, and Tucker says, It was to prove a point. And Frank's like, What?
1: Say What? <laughs>
0: That's his catchphrase at this point. I know it is. Frank's like, what? I'm sorry. He says it differently. He says, Frank says, what? That you have a death wish? But Tucker says, no, for my story. And the gang settles down, and they walk over to take their seats around the campfire as Tucker starts his lull teaser for the episode. He says, you shouldn't mess with other people's stuff, no matter how much you're tempted. Which, at this point, I'm like, it's the most hypocritical thing that Tucker has ever said.
1: It's... So absurd coming from him.
0: It is. Uh, Like, he takes a seat at the throne and says, because you could really get burned. And then we cut to Gary, who says immediately, you fuck with my shit all the time. (laughs) And Tucker says, yeah, but you're my brother. You'd never hurt me. You're alive.
1: Which is a weird thing to say. Yeah. He's like, hey, I can steal your stuff all I want. You're alive.
0: Yeah, you can't. Uh, And if you hurt me, I'm going to kill you because the parents are, you know, I'm going to bitch to them. And then you can never come to your Midnight Society anymore. So, boom. I win. Tucker says, don't mess with the dead no matter what you do. Don't mess with their stuff. And I said, don't touch their stuff. And then he grabs that monkey bone dust. And says, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. I call this story.
1: The tale of the water demons.
0: That was a very quick, like... Don't touch dead people's stuff. And here we go.
1: He spent all of his time on the setup and the prank.
0: Yeah, it doesn't even pay off until the ending anyway.
1: He didn't have time to write an elaborate setup that doesn't apply to the story.
0: Basically, he was like, Hmm, how can I make the other Midnight Society members think Frank's the worst? I know, I'll set up an elaborate prank. Crazy.
1: And then spend five seconds being like,
0: Stealing's bad. Okay, let's
1: start the story.
0: (laughs) So the episode opens up with two kids. They're in a convenience store or something. One of the kids is sweeping with a broom. The other is sitting on a countertop. And he says, 58 days left in the most boring summer in history. And the kid sweeping turns around. He's got glasses on and he's looking like a nerd. And the kid on the countertop, he's got like shoulder length hair parted on the middle. And at this point... I was like, okay, these two boys are going to be opposites. One's a nice little nerd, and the other is just a bully jerk. Which,
1: I mean, that's pretty much the case. It
0: is. The one with glasses isn't really much of a nerd, though. But, oh, God, the grungy-looking kid, man, he is, he's a jerk.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's exactly what he looks like.
0: Yes, he is. I guess he was (laughs) well-casted. These two kids are Sean McKenzie and Dean Wilson. Sean's the jerk, Dean's the nerd, and they are played by Tony Sampson and Charlie Hoffheimer. And Tony, a.k.a. Sean, is the voice of a lot of stuff. Um, he's got a lot. He's Eddie from Ed, Ed and Eddie.
1: I never really watched that show. Did you?
0: I watched a few episodes, but that that show was on for like 10 years. And it yeah. had a movie.
1: That's a long gig.
0: Yeah, he was the voice of Eddie through all of that. In all of the video games that Eddie is in. He's in a lot of anime, like Inuyasha, Ranma, Half, Mega Man and Gundam and Dragon Ball Z. He was in a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, that's decent.
0: <laughs> like he was in so stuff before so this. many of
1: these kids you look up and they're in one or two other things. Yeah. Like it's very rare that it's Melissa Joan Hart or
0: yeah, Danny Cooksey yeah. or Charles S. Dutton. Guess <laughs> he wasn't a kid. He's one of but... those kids. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Charles S. Dutton.
0: <laughs>
1: a little rascal.
0: <laughs> oh, scamp. Yeah, that's scamp. But not only is Sean, I mean, somewhat famous, more famous than we are anyway, but Charlie, a.k.a. Dean, has has also been in a lot of stuff. Including playing somebody, somebody named Ben Grimes in 24 Legacy. I've never seen 24, but I know it was popular. He was also Abe Drexler in Mad Men, which I also have never seen. And he was in Black Hawk Down, which I've heard of but never seen, and a movie called Father's Day movie. that had Robin Williams in it, as well as just a bunch of other stuff. So, yeah, both we have of these two superstars here. Pretty much, yeah. We haven't had like two actors that have been in a lot of things. And the third, there's only there's four characters in this episode. One of them's the dad, so obviously I there's three and a half. Yeah, (laughs) there's there's an old man later, and he was also in a lot of stuff, and we'll get to him when we get when he introduced. But a pretty talented bunch, I would say, or soon to be talented because they're just babies at this point.
1: They're honing their craft.
0: Yeah, and they are like we said earlier when we gave our general overview of the episode. The acting's pretty good in this episode, so yeah, it makes sense that they would go on to do better and bigger things.
1: Yes, Sean is a really convincing piece of shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, and Dean, he's, uh, he's a really relatable kid, in, given the situation.
1: Yeah, I would hate to be related to Sean, and he pulls it off beautifully.
0: <laughs> I would hate to be haunted by zombies. So back to the episode. Dean tells his cousin Sean that it's not so bad here, but Sean's like, there's no one under 50 here. There's no movies playing, and there's no girls. I'd say that's pretty bad. And he picks up a stick of gum, he opens it up, saying, besides, what do you hicks do for fun in this dumpy little town? Sit around and watch each other get moldy? And he puts a stick of gum in his mouth, and Dean asks what the fuck he's doing, to which Sean replies, no one'll know. Well, Dean will know, and Sean doesn't give a shit, and he throws the trash on the ground as the phone rings, and Dean tells him to cough up 65 cents. So Dean sets his broom down, and he walks away, as Sean gets up and starts stuffing his pocket full of candy, that stealing bastard. Oh
1: god, he's the worst.
0: Yeah, he's, like, we've had bad characters before, um, I can't think of any off the top of my head yet, though, uh, um.
1: What's his name from Crimson Clown? Is it Sam?
0: Yeah, Sam. Sam, Sam, Sam. We've had shit characters like Sam before. This character has the personality of a shit character, but he's just more enjoyable to watch, I think.
1: Yeah. There's nothing redeemable about Sam.
0: Nah, not at all. We get a voiceover from Tucker saying that Sean McKenzie was a kid with a chip on his shoulder. He was getting into a lot of trouble at home, so his mom sent him to spend the summer with his uncle and his cousin Dean hoping the change would straighten him out. At this point, we see Sean open up the cash register, and he just straight steals from it, and then he sits back down like nothing happened. He lifts his hand up to his mouth as Dean walks by, and then he coughs and hands Dean the change that he just stole out of the register, saying, For the gum. You happy? But Dean don't look happy, and Sean notices, so he asks him what's up, and Dean tells him that they have to make a delivery. Sean asks, So? And Dean says, it's to the Westchester house.
1: Ooh, hear the thunderclap.
0: Exactly. We get some exposition from Sean saying, isn't that the creepy house on the water? Doesn't some rich old guy live there? And Dean says, yeah, Captain Abraham Westchester.
1: That is a fake ass name. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. Sean asks how he got so rich, because this is what you do. When you find out there's a yeah. rich person in the town, you just gossip about him. Even if you just got into town. You know who's it's a rich. a very
1: weird question.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Well, Dean explains the the backstories further and says that he used to salvage crap from shipwrecks. And they say too many years at sea made him a little... And I couldn't hear what he said. I don't know if he said light. I don't know if he said blight, flight. Something that rhymes with light. I think. Tight. I don't think it was Tight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Made him super tough.
0: <laughs> Anyways, uh, Dean says that he hates going there, but Sean's excited because if Captain Abraham Westchester <laughs> is in a good mood, they'll get a big tip. And Dean looks a little scared and says, "Hey, it's getting dark. Maybe we should wait until tomorrow." And I put in my notes. Uh, no, dude. He. This is an old man. He needs his groceries. <laughs>
1: If he is rich, though, why is he getting groceries delivered from this shitty little party store?
0: Brandon, he's rich. He's making people deliver groceries to him.
1: <laughs> it's like a 7 Eleven. And he's <laughs> like, please deliver a big bite and a
0: big <laughs> Ta- cold. I'll take t- three taquitos. <laughs> uh. I need my Kitos. Ah, I gotta have that 7 Eleven pizza. Do they have 7 Elevens in Australia? Yes. Okay, do they have, like, taquitos and, and...
1: No, they have meat pies, sausage rolls. Okay. And they don't have big gulps.
0: What? That's like 7 I'm gonna 11 go, I'm gonna go though. on a
1: tiny rant here, but fountain drinks are just pretty much not a thing here.
0: That's weird. Yeah. Like, not even sucks. Like, not even at McDonald's and stuff?
1: They have, like, you can't refill it yourself. They'll give you a drink, but uh... that's it. No refills. No refills oh anywhere, at any restaurants, ever.
0: Even sit-down restaurants? Yes. What?
1: You order your drink, and then if you're thirsty, you order another one.
0: Oh, my. And you have to pay for both of them, I assume? Yes. That's the worst. You it's like $5
1: for then. a cup of Coca-Cola, and then if you want more, cough up another $5.
0: That's crazy.
1: It's absurd.
0: Ugh. Not liking this Australia place, man. Not that I go hey, out... we
1: got... <laughs> We got no toilet paper <laughs> and no drinks. Come on over everyone.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, whatever. So this guy's rich. He just has boys deliver groceries. That's what I would do. That's almost what I do do every week. <laughs> I drive I I place my order online. I drive to Walmart and they put it all in my car for me and I drive away. <laughs> I'm a rich old man. Grocery
1: shopping sucks. It does. We get we get our groceries delivered. Like they bring them to the house. Yeah, you're, and
0: you you guys are rich from shipwreck. Exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We had giant floods, and all the houses got washed away. And I just picked up all everyone's belongings.
0: You picked up all the toilet paper, and
1: and now I'm a rich (laughs) Brandon (laughs) Abraham Mackenzie the (laughs) third.
0: You got rich on the toilet paper exchange.
1: Yes. <laughs> Bring me a taquito, boy.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So Sean tells them not to be a squint and that it's on their way home anyway. So and every second that they waste is their tip shrinks. So Sean walks away and we linger with Dean and he says, every second I spend with you, my brain shrinks. <laughs>
1: That's pretty good. Uh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) He grabs a bag and then he walks away. We cut to some spooky fog and get used to that fog because there's a lot of fog in this episode.
1: It's a very foggy episode. Also, it's like midnight. It is dark.
0: Yeah. I like the atmosphere. The whole, like, this house that they're at is on, like, the water. And so I can understand the fog because, you know, that's just how the world works. Water be foggy. Exactly. The atmosphere of this episode is pretty cool. So we cut to that fog. It's spooky. It gets blown away by a fan or something. And there's a super creepy looking house. And we see our two heroes, Sean with his plaid shirt tied around his waist like he's in a grunge band. And Dean with his tucked in shirt being all nerd-like. And Sean tells Dean to listen. Sean
1: is full on Pearl Jam cosplay.
0: Yeah, he is. Do you like Pearl Jam?
1: I like some Pearl Jam songs.
0: Yeah. I uh, I don't know
1: any deep cuts. I, I just know the hits. I
0: the only one I know is Even Flow, and that's because it played in Guitar Hero all the time.
1: I'm sure you know some other songs. I'm sure I do, too. Like, you know of them.
0: I'm not a grunge, li- like, I don't like grunge music. I'm not a fan of uh, Nirvana. Well, most of Nirvana, anyway.
1: I'm not a huge fan of any of those bands, but, like, I like some Pearl Jam songs. I like some Nirvana songs.
0: Yeah. I would say Who the Who else same. is there? Uh, REM. R E M. Yeah, yeah. Is that... <laughs> that's how much I like it. One of one of my least favorite. are they favorite. grunge? I don't know. Well, well they kind of sound grungy to me. I could be wrong, and people will probably yell at me, but that's fine. They will. But REM's "Um Losing My Religion" is one of my least favorite songs ever. Really? Yeah, he just sounds like he's complaining to me, and I don't think that's good music. <laughs> that's me. In Most the of music is complaining. Oh, like, shut up. (laughs) I don't know. I just don't like it. Fair (laughs) enough. I don't like a lot of things, as I'm sure all of our listeners understand by now. (laughs) So Sean tells Dean to listen, that he'll do all the talking, and if they're lucky, they'll both cash in. So they drop their bikes. They walk over to the house slowly, and at the front door, there's a picture on the knocker. It's, like, nestled in the knocker so sean grabs it and he looks at it for a moment before dean snatches it and reads it and it says that the doors open with coffee and pantry i'm pretty sure that's what he says charge the westchester account there's also a map on how to get there and sean's like a map this guy is rich
1: only rich people have maps
0: yeah they (laughs) take the time to draw a map out rich yep Sean tries the front door for a moment and says it's locked, and Dean tries to leave, but Sean stops him saying they'll go around the back.
1: Just follow the map.
0: Exactly. It probably tells him to go to the back anyway. We get a nice shot of some spooky fog, big trees, and then a hammock, and then the kids walk to the back. Sean just opens the back door, and then an alarm bell goes off, so he silences that, and he looks at Dean saying, It's a booby trap!
1: (laughs) It's not a booby trap. Lots of doors have bells.
0: Exactly. So Dean tries to get out of there, but Sean's like, just chill the fuck out. The old man's probably scared of prowlers. Dean's like, yeah, like us. But Sean tells him, come on,
1: he's so scared of prowlers. He installed a deadly bell.
0: Yes. Well, apparently he doesn't even lock his doors, which would honestly solve probably a lot of his problems.
1: Well, he's expecting a delivery. (laughs) Okay, that's true. That's true.
0: So the kids break in further into this house. Sean walks around looking at stuff in glass display cases, saying, Holy shit, check this out. And he goes to open it up and touch the stuff, but Dean interrupts him, saying, You crazy? But Sean wants to see what's in them, and Dean stops him, saying, Forget it, I'm not getting killed by some psycho sea captain who gets pissed at us for touching his shit.
1: Just saying right now, Tale of the Psycho Sea Captain would be an awesome name.
0: That would be really dope, right? He's got scurvy, needs some vitamin C. Sean looks at the display case, which has a gun in it, and like an amulet or something. And then the scene switches. Dean walks into the pantry. He turns on the light. He says, this place is creepy. And then he sets down the groceries. He walks out of the room. He looks for Sean. He's calling out for him. When from behind Sean pops up and screams really loud into this kid's face.
1: What an asshole.
0: Yeah, right? Like, do they not remember that there's an old man living here? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck are they going? What are they doing?
1: Who cares? He's probably sleeping since it's like midnight, but let's just go ringing bells and screaming.
0: <laughs> Dean yells at him, and then they start pushing each other around. Tells him to stop. Whatever he pushes, Sean pushes him into a bookcase, which flips around because it's a secret door. And Sean walks inside the secret door, and in there is Captain Abraham Westchester, <laughs> who immediately starts begging Sean not to hurt him. <laughs>
1: Those damn Prowlers.
0: Well, you knew they were in there. I knew it. set off the alarm. I knew it. The
1: Prowlers are coming for me.
0: He apologizes for disturbing them, and Dean stands up saying that they have a delivery from his dad's store, which is the coffee. And the old man laughs a little, saying that he must look like an old fool. Like, motherfucker, you're in a secret room. (laughs) (laughs) You don't look much like a fool. You look like... Well, okay. You look crazy.
1: Yeah, he definitely looks crazy.
0: We cut over to Sean, who says, You... Nah. That pretty good. Pretty good stuff. And then to Dean, who explains that they put the coffee in the pantry, like the note said. So, here's where I went in and looked at Mr. Captain Abraham Westchester. He's played by the late Griffith Brewer, who was in a lot of stuff. Which Stone.
1: also sounds like a fake name. It does, doesn't it? Griffith.
0: Who names their child Griffith? That's such a hard name to say. Yeah. It's the th at the end, but he's actually been in Are You Afraid of the Dark a few times already. Did you know that?
1: Yeah, I looked it up as well. He didn't. He was wasn't like uh, when we saw Giles again yeah. in Old Man Cor- Corcoran. Yeah. He wasn't immediately recognizable, right? But I did feel like maybe he was in the show before, but I didn't know who.
0: Yeah, he was Old Man Peter from Tale of the Captured Souls. And he also condemned Jake to a life of prison in the Tale of Home Police.
1: <laughs> a classic character in a classic episode.
0: Yeah, right? He's also in a later episode that I didn't look at completely because it's in either six or season 6 or 7, and I don't know much about those. So um, He was also a burn victim in The Sum of All Fears, which I've never seen. And I also put oh, a bunch of other shit. Let's move on.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't get to be an old man actor without... Having been in other stuff before. That's true, yeah. You don't just start deciding you want to be an actor when you're 73. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm gonna start with the children's show.
1: I'm gonna be a crazy sea captain.
0: <laughs> hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy, your coffee delivery boy. Thank you so much for spending time with us every week and checking out our show. Brandon and I really appreciate it. Due to the recent issues going on with the coronavirus, I hope you are all safe. I know you know what to do, but as someone with a nursing background, please always remember to wash your hands. Stay smart and stay healthy. If you're checking us out due to the quarantine, thank you for listening and I hope you're having a great time. Thanks to Brandon and I being almost as far apart as humanly possible, We have no plans of taking a break in our recording or editing, so you can expect our weekly episodes to continue. If anything changes due to sickness or job-related issues, we'll let you know through our social medias and through our mid-credit roll. Speaking of social media, if you have yet to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, you should do it. We do so much content specifically for social media, and it's a lot of fun. Join in on the conversations for our gifts, our videos, character bios, our memes, and so much more. Follow us at Private Island Presents on Instagram to check out our stories, where I post pictures of all the delicious food I make, like some dangerous soup. Every Monday, I'll be live-streaming episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark, so you can get a nice refresher before our podcast episode drops on Tuesday. So, this next Monday, we'll be watching the tale of the Long Ago locket. Come and join us around 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Monday. Give us a follow on Twitter, too, at prvt island. I try to post polls and other fun messages there. If you're looking to support the show, then please head over to Patreon.com slash Private Island. I post exclusive content for patrons pretty frequently, including early release episodes, where they're uploaded the moment I finish editing, and bloopers for every episode. Check out the content I cut from every episode like hilarious interruptions, more side conversations with me and Brandon, messing up of words, and just so much more. You'll also be sent a sticker when post offices open back up, and you'll have access to our book readings if you're a silver goth to your patron or more. I'd like to take a moment and thank our current patrons, the Golden Bostics Bryce and Kathy, and the Bronze Beth, Angela. Thank you so much for your support, everyone. Brandon and I greatly appreciate it. You can check out our episode description for links to all of our socials, the Patreon, the merch store, Facebook group, YouTube, and so much more. For some behind-the-scenes stuff, or just to hang out with me, follow our Twitch account, that's twitch.tv slash privateislandsea. I'd love to chat with you while I'm editing or playing a game. I'd like to take a moment to thank the benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Star from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Now I'd like to play a promo for Songbirds, a very chill and relaxing podcast.
1: My name is Rob and I'm host and guide to Songbirding, a new relaxed pace birding birding-by-ear podcast that takes you into the breeding territories of a number of bird species in Midwestern Ontario. You can find Songbirding wherever you get your podcasts or visit songbirding.com.
0: Thank you again, everyone, for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Abraham, I apologizes for his behavior, saying that he's a little edgy. And Dean agrees, saying he needs a little sleep. But the captain's like, oh, heavens no. I don't think I've had more than a catnap in the last three years. All right, sidebar here. If you don't sleep, you're going to die. It happens all the time.
1: Yeah, I thought the same thing, and I also thought, you know what? Not sleeping for three years sounds way worse than being dragged t- to the wa- a watery <laughs> yeah. death by zombies. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Fuck! After three years of not sleeping, I would be begging them to take me away.
0: I would too. Three
1: days of not sleeping, and I would be like, "Come on, let's go, take me please. away."
0: Yeah, let's get into spoilers right here because I have a huge problem with this episode. Okay. All right, so this guy, when he goes to sleep, the zombies come out of the water and they try and take him to the water. Sure. All right, so not only would he wake up every time the zombies grab him, unless he's, like, knocked out or whatever, but why does he live near the water? Move. Move to a desert.
1: Seriously. He's rich. He can afford coffee deliveries. Anything. He could, like, as long as you're at least eight hours inland
0: yeah. you can sleep
1: whenever you want exactly
0: like move to uh, nevada i don't get it man like i guess you could make the um argument that they'd come out of like the water vapors in the air or something because they kind of do that a little bit in the episode but like they They're can't slow. get anywhere there's no water around them what are they gonna do they can't do anything they're just going to be sloppy around him.
1: If he moved, could you imagine how fucking lame these ghosts would be? Yeah. He'd go to sleep and they'd wake up like, now's our
0: chance.
1: <laughs> and they'd get, I don't know, down the road a little bit while he's in-
0: Comfortably sleeping? Hawaii.
1: Yeah. He'd be like, damn it, one of these days.
0: That was my pro- that was my only problem with the episode. It's like, dude, Abraham, just move. We cut over to Sean, who's like, you collect shit from sunken ships, huh? And Abraham says, guilty but not any longer. And Sean asks him what kind of stuff he collected. And Abe's like, watches, jewelry, whatever I could find of value. And by the way, he's sipping coffee out of the world's tiniest cup right now. Like, it's not even like a half a cup of tea, like a half cup measuring cup that he's drinking out of. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, he's got a ration it, though. He can't have young children delivering him groceries all the time.
0: Yes, he can. He's rich.
1: There's apparently one shop in town, and they don't make deliveries very often.
0: He's going to single-handedly cause a coffee shortage. Oh, God, no. So, Sean, he understandably thinks that that's cool, but Captain Abraham Westchester says, Cool? You think it's cool to slide a ring from a bony finger or steal a necklace from a rotten skull? And Sean looks at him and says, Yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> That I mean, backfired. Yeah, don't make it sound so awesome. <laughs>
1: You think it's cool to be rich as hell?
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> you think it's cool to have more treasure than Captain Cutter had in an entire lifetime?
0: <laughs> Abe's like, nope, it isn't. It's why I can't sleep at night. i am cursed for what I've done. Cursed by the sea. Once I fall asleep, i am visited by water demons. And I was like, name drop... We cut to Dean, who's like, by what? And Abe swivels around saying, spirits of those who've died at sea. Angry spirits who come back looking for what I've taken from them. They want to drag me back to their watery grave as payment for taking their valuables. They're not at rest, so they won't let me rest. And at this point, Abe's like slinking back in his chair. And he says, when I sleep is when they come. Don't you think somebody in this town would see this happen?
1: Probably at some point. Yeah, right. I mean, he's in a pretty secluded-looking area, it seems.
0: Well, it's on the way home for these boys. Eh, whatever. Dean says it's about time that they get out of here, and Sean's like, yeah, good luck with those uh, water things. And they flip the bookcase, and they walk away, and Dean's saying that's the last time he delivers here. And Sean agrees, saying, yeah, we didn't even get a tip. And then the boys walk out of the room. We look over at the display case from earlier, and it looks like something's missing. Whoa, We switch scenes. We're back in the room with old Abe, who's complaining to himself that he wishes he could stay awake. And then he drifts off to sleep, and we switch to a shot of the water. Some fog rolls in. and Back with Abe, he's all comfy cozy in his chair, taking a little nap. And then back on the water, more fog rolls up, and we see fucking zombies shuffling their way to the house.
1: Hell yeah!
0: And Abe snaps awake, and the fog gets sucked back into the water. And Abe looks around his room, and then the scene changes.
1: Why do these zombies only come out when he sleeps?
0: Mm -hmm. It's a good question. I don't know the answer to it. It's a cool idea, though. I like it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a cool idea. I just don't understand why. What's the ghost logic behind it?
0: The ghosts just want to fuck with this old man, man.
1: If the ghosts want their shit, go get their shit. Don't wait for him to fall asleep.
0: It's a curse. I don't know what to tell you. We're back with Sean and Dean in a room. Dean's looking at his little fish tank, saying maybe he's lonely. That could make anyone screwy. And we look at Sean, who's laying on the bed, and he throws down a notepad saying 57. Dean tells him it's not 57 yet. And I didn't know what they were talking about until just now. They're talking about the days left in summer. Yeah. I, I had no idea what they were talking about. I just ignored it. And Sean's like, close enough. The door opens, and Dad pops in, saying, lights out, guys. And Sean tells him to get the fuck out of here. Still early, but this dad's like
1: It is not still early No, It's like 3 in the morning
0: (laughs) Well dad's like You sleep under my roof, you sleep under my rules So Sean tells him Maybe he won't sleep under your roof Dad tells him to cut that shit out That his mom puts up with it, but I won't So Sean tells him, no problem I'll leave Dad calls after Sean saying it gets pretty cold at night And then Dean's like, dad But dad tells him that he'll be back once he's cooled off shit <sighs> that's crazy we cut to sean he's walking down a path lots of fog again and uh looks pretty chilly we see sean putting on like a jacket or whatever and he has now walked to old man westchester's house and he finds a blanket next to that hammock we saw earlier and he lays down to go take a sleep
1: it's such a giant hammock
0: i don't know if i could sleep out in the open like that
1: why not you afraid of prowlers
0: i'm afraid of mosquitoes <laughs> I don't like mosquitoes. Mosquitoes suck ass. Yeah. I remember when the week that the Tale of the 13th Floor came out, I was camping, and we slept in a tent, and it was like 40 degrees or something like that, and it was crazy cold. I was just shivering the whole night. It was horrible, and I imagine that's what it's going to be like for this kid.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's Canada.
0: It's cold like nine months of the year.
1: But whatever. He didn't want to... Go to sleep? So this this is the hill he's dying on? He's like, you can't make me go to sleep, so I'm gonna go and go to sleep.
0: I know, I thought the same thing. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He was walking around for like an hour, trying to figure out where to go.
1: Hey, time well spent. Sometimes you just want to stay awake and walk in the dark for an hour.
0: We cut inside to Abraham Westchester's house. He's reading a book. He's sipping some coffee out of I the world. I like that
1: you say his full name every time.
0: I don't I actually have it in my notes as Abe for from now on because it's a really long name but we'll see how I we'll see what I call him he's sipping some coffee out of the world's smallest cup when he just narcolepses into his sleep
1: he hasn't slept
0: I know I know <laughs> the fog rolls in and this time we see a hand raised up out of the water and it's really close to Sean because you can see Sean you know in the foreground we cut over to Dean, who's walking outside that same pathway calling for Sean. Back to Abe, who's sleeping. Then we cut to Sean in the hammock. And he's getting some drips on his face. So he wipes it away. And then he looks over at three zombies just chilling next to him. They're all wet looking, they're all slimy zombies. They're very slippery looking. Oh, man. I would not want to be in the makeup department. Like, ugh. Imagining that on, I would not like it.
1: So some juicy zombies.
0: So wet and wild. (laughs) We cut to Dean who calls for Sean again because now he hears Sean screaming because back with Sean, he's screaming a whole bunch. He is surrounded by zombies now who all have like seaweed on their tuxedos and they're like purplish blue skin. They're all wet and sloppy looking and he runs away from them. He falls as they shuffle towards them and Sean makes his way to a shed. Where he hides under a table and fog starts seeping through the floor and he grabs this air horn that's just above the table above him for some reason. And then from the floors the zombies rise up and the zombies start telling him that he's gotta go to the water. <laughs> They're like, Yo dude, get to that water, it's so Come good. on,
1: let's let's go to death.
0: <laughs> Come on in, the water's fine.
1: Death's not so bad, trust me.
0: Sean tells the zombies that they got the wrong guy, and then he starts blaring the air horn. Dean hears it, and he runs over to the shed. He sees the zombies, and Sean, he yells for Sean, and then we cut to Abe, who snaps awake after hearing the air horn, and now that he's awake, the zombies disappear. It would be so, like, stereotypical for him, for Dean to run in there after Abraham has awoken, and the zombies disappear, and being like, yo, what are you doing in here? But I'm glad that didn't happen.
1: Yeah. We don't have time for these characters to be, like, why there's no such thing as scary things.
0: Yeah. This episode does get, like, right into it, though. So, Sean screams, and he runs out of the room. He tries to open up the door to the Westchester house, and Dean asks what he's doing, and Sean's like, They're real, man. They're after me. And you can see this wet handprint on his shirt and, like, a sloppy wet footprint on the ground. And Sean freaks out on the door some more, and then behind them pops old man Abe who asks what they're doing. Then he sees Sean's shirt and says that that's the mark of the water demons. So, the captain's not as crazy as you thought, huh? And then he tells the kids to get inside. So they do. We cut to Dean. He's looking through a telescope at a buoy in the water. And Abe tells them that it was on this very spot 30 years ago that a yacht named the Del Rio hit the rocks and sank. But there's no rocks that's on it. It's not
1: very there. long ago.
0: No. And the zombies... Like when
1: I think shipwreck, I think... Yeah you know Titanic. hundreds of years old
0: yes me too
1: when you go find some doubloons <laughs> yeah spanish gold but you know these are like people in bell bottoms so fucking yeah sinking and dying because this
0: would have been like 1964 just
1: like tight i'm gonna go steal their radios
0: like even the zombies they're all in like tuxedos and like They're in, like, 1920s clothing, but it wasn't the 20s. And they were just some guys and girls on a yacht just having a nice time, and then they died.
1: Yeah, and he stole their shit.
0: Yeah. My favorite part... Well, it's not my favorite part, but Abe is like, yep, big storm, no survivors. Like, he just says it nonchalantly. And it's like, dude, you haven't slept in years, and you're getting uh, cursed by zombies. He's just like, "Yeah, everybody's dead, whatever.
1: Yeah, this is not something that Happened way in the past. This happened while he was alive and probably living there.
0: Right. He's seen that. He probably watched it through his telescope and then he went and. Yeah. Stole he probably all could shit.
1: have got a boat and went and helped <laughs> rescue people, but he just was watching through that spyglass, like, oh, looks like they're all dying.
0: He's like, look at all them rich folk I'm going to steal from.
1: Yeah. Look at that <laughs> necklace. That looks pretty good. <laughs> There's only two things I love jewelry and sleep. <laughs>
0: Dean asks if that's the wreck he got all the stuff from And Abe's like, yeah, one of them I looted shipwrecks all over the world And he chuckles and says And here I had one in my own backyard
1: What a lucky break
0: (laughs) Then he sighs saying I cursed the day she hit the rocks That's when they started coming for me Those ghosts from that cursed ship I used to time my sleeps I'd sleep long enough for them to get to my door Then I'd wake up and they'd slide back into the deep I finally couldn't take it anymore, so I returned everything I took from her. I tossed it all back into the ocean, and they still kept coming. It's revenge they want, not restitution. And Dean asks if he's uh, sure that he gave it all back, and Abe tells him, well, I'll accept all this crap I traded away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so dumb. I know. He had the thought, like, oh, if I just return the stuff, it'll stop. But he knew he didn't return all the stuff. I know. What an idiot. <laughs> Like it had to be explained to him. Like, well, did you put in all the stuff? Maybe put in all the stuff. <laughs> He's like, "Hmm, all the stuff, huh?" <laughs> yeah. I never thought of that. I
0: didn't think of it all. Well, <laughs> like the way that he, the story makes it sound is that he has been he has been cursed since like the day that that wreckage happened, like thirty years ago. So. If you were getting cursed by water demons, the first thing that I would do is be like, okay, I gotta stop these water demons, because I'm tired. And throwing all the stuff back is, you know, a likely option of getting rid of the water demons.
1: It's literally the first thing that would come into my mind.
0: Exactly, yeah. But you're gonna trade some of that stuff while you're cursed? Why isn't the curse on those people, too, then? Spoilers, Sean stole something from that display case. I mean, it obviously showed us that's what happened. And he gets attacked by water demons, so are the people that he traded the stuff to, are they getting attacked too?
1: They should be, because like, Sean technically didn't steal it from the people, he stole it from Abraham. Yeah. So, it doesn't matter who stole the stuff, it just matters who has it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So,
1: the people he traded it to, yeah, should be getting chased by water demons, but you know what, they must live farther inland. (laughs) Or
0: they're they're dead and nobody knew, I don't know. Dean's like, so you traded some of that away? What the fuck? And Abe tells Dean that he has a big old collection, and he had to trade some of the gold from the Del Rio to get it. Idiots. Well, Dean tells him that's it. You traded the gold, so you didn't get it all back. And Abe says, oh, well, I tried to track it down, but uh, it was no use.
1: Well, I put in some half-assed effort. To...
0: <laughs> that's the vibe I get too. <laughs> he couldn't return it. He couldn't return everything he took. So Dean tells him to give the ghost his collection. And Sean yells at Dean. But Dean says, no, if you give back all that you traded for, it might even it up. And Sean's like, Dean, shut the fuck up. He's not going to throw his shit into the water.
1: He's loony, not stupid.
0: (laughs) But he's, he's right there, man.
1: Yeah.
0: Abe's like, you know something, lad? You might be right. This all has to go back. Every last bit of it.
1: I don't think those ghosts will want old pirate treasure.
0: No, he's not gonna want the Game Boy that you traded their gold for.
1: <laughs> no, seriously.
0: Or that, like, a giant swordfish or something on a wall. Like, they don't want that.
1: Yeah, they want their stuff, not stuff of equal value. <laughs> They're not like money's money. <laughs> They're fucking ghosts. I love it. I love it so much.
0: Sean stands up, saying, "I don't know who's crazier, you or him. Let's get out of here." But Abe tells the kids that they can't leave now because he has to return all this crap tonight. And Sean asks, to who? And Abe says, to the site of the wreck. This might just do it. I need your help loading the dinghy. So Sean tells him, no way. But Abe's like, remember, my friend, they're after you too. Once they know you, they're not going to stop. I'm not so sure you want to go trying to go to sleep just yet. So <sighs> Sean agrees for, for the two kids saying, okay, but once the boat's loaded, we're out of here. And Abe's like, excellent. Well, now, everything's blah, 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 blah. And his voice trails off as the scene fades. We see a shot of the water. Then the kids and Abe are in a boathouse. They're loading up the boat with all of Abe's crap. And Dean sets his glasses down on a barrel for some reason, which I'm sure won't come up in the next five seconds. No, oh, it's dumb. I know. I don't know why he did that. He walks to the boat loading up another box. We cut to Sean, who says, maybe you should take this in case. And he spins around and... And he whacks Abe on the back of the head with an oar.
1: What an idiot. I loved it.
0: Abe falls to the ground. He knocks the glasses down from the barrel into the water with the world's smallest splish. And then Dean yells at Sean for doing all of that. The kids, they shake Abe. They're trying to get him to not fall into a coma. And Sean's like, okay, let's get out of here. He'll be fine.
1: Jesus.
0: But Dean tells him that they can't leave him now. The water demons will get him. Especially considering they're right next to the water.
1: Seriously, that would be the easiest water demon job ever.
0: Oh, it would be so good.
1: They didn't even have to get out of the water. They could just reach their hand up and be like, yoink.
0: I know, right? Well, Dean tells them that Sean can stop him because he can go take the stuff back. And Sean's like, me? What about you? And Dean tells them that he can't see a thing without his glasses. So Sean asks if they can both go, but Dean's like, no. Why someone... did
1: you take them off?
0: It's for real. I don't get that. Like, I could
1: understand if they were just reading glasses or something, but he can't see a thing without them. Then you keep them on your damn face. Yeah. As someone who wears glasses, i tell you, you take them off to sleep. Yes. And that's it.
0: Exactly. I mean, I don't even wear glasses and I know that. Well, Sean asks if they can both go, but Dean's like, no, someone's got to stay here to make sure that he stays awake. If he falls asleep, the water demons will get him for sure. Sean says, You want me to go out there? by myself! And Dean tells him just do the goddamn right thing for once in your whole life. So we cut to Sean. He's getting in the boat. He's starting the engine and he's yelling you keep him awake as he leaves the boathouse.
1: Just keep shaking him. Shake that old man. Like a Polaroid picture.
0: (laughs) He's got water right there. He could just splash some water on him. We see Sean riding the boat to the buoy from earlier and he stops at it. Back with Dean and Abe. Dean's fanning Abe with his hat, saying, "Come on, Captain, hang in there." Then back with Sean, he picks up a candelabra, saying, "Here's your stuff. I hope you like it." And then he chucks it into the water, and he throws stuff Ooh, in one at a time. That's
1: my candelabra. I love it. <laughs> I don't. That's my favorite candelabra that I had on my yacht
0: thirty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was just at this party, but I brought this candelabra because I love it, so.
0: They're rich people on a yacht. Of course they have a gold-plated candelabra brand Jeez. My favorite thing, though, is that a gold plate. I'm sorry, a, a plastic plate painted gold that he throws into the water, <laughs> and it just, like, sits on top of the water. I love it. I thought it was so funny. But I'm like, dude, he's throwing the crap in one at a time. Just throw all of it into the water at once. But he takes a piece, he holds it up in the air, and he says, "Is this what you want? This crap?" And then he throws it in, like for every single piece.
1: He's so dramatic.
0: I don't. He doesn't need to be. It's not even his. Do stuff. you like
1: this? How do you feel about this? Tosses it in. Picks up a spoon. What about this? Is this pretty good? <laughs> Tosses it in. Next is a fork. Picks up a, a, a napkin. What would you rate this out of five? <laughs>
0: He's being like an auctioneer and stuff. (laughs) Do you want
1: this? (laughs) No. What's on your Amazon wish list?
0: (laughs) We cut to Dean and he's begging the captain to stay awake, but it looks like he's just nodding off. Back with Sean, he's got a cup in his hands and he's yelling that this is the last piece. Now leave us alone! But some menacing fog rolls over his boat and from behind him a zombie pops up and he grabs him. So Sean screams, he drops the cup into the ship, I mean by ship I mean like it's, it's like a canoe, it's not that big, but he, he like rushes to the other side and then another hand grabs him from that side and the first zombie calls him a grave robber and Sean tries to grab for the cup as just a bunch of zombies are just grabbing him, it's pretty cool, um, finally he grabs the cup and he tosses it into the water and the zombies slip back into the water.
1: But they shouldn't have.
0: No, okay. Here's. (laughs) So, Sean looks around to make sure the zombies are gone, and then he laughs to himself, and some calming music plays as he's laughing. Now, like I said earlier, he stole something already from this, from the treasure, from the treasures. So, spoilers, I mean, they're coming back. What I like to think happened is that the zombies are like, okay, the boats, He put all the stuff in the boat, let's go down there and count everything up and see if it's all there, (laughs) if it's all making, like, if it's all equal. Yes. So they just slip away for just a minute. We'll just just check check. the
1: monetary value of all these things and make sure it all adds up.
0: Exactly. That's what I think is happening right now. We cut to inside the boathouse and Sean's driving the boat up. Dean helps him tie the boat down, asking if he did it. And Sean's like, yeah, I dumped it all. Then Sean asks how Abe's doing and Dean tells him not so good. He's out cold. So Sean asks what they're going to do. Dean says they could get him to a doctor. But Sean says that he looks kind of big. So Dean says that he should just try and find his glasses, which is impossible. Those glasses are gone, motherfucker. Seriously. He walks over to the water and Sean's like, yo, Dean, Abe don't look so good. And then out from the water pops a zombie who grabs Dean and he just tosses him into the water.
1: Well, that's what Dean gets for existing, I guess.
0: Sean gets up to that water and starts yelling after the zombie saying, no, Dean, he didn't do anything. I don't know what you want. Why don't you leave us alone? This whole time his cousin is drowning. And Sean reaches into his pocket for the shit he stole at the start of the episode and he yells, Is this it? Is this what you want? I'm sorry, I took it. I was wrong. Oh my and the god. captain was wrong. We're sorry.
1: How did he think this was gonna end up?
0: Uh, yeah.
1: You knew you knew that these zombies were coming for their shit and like you saw Oh my god. I I just don't know what he was thinking. Yeah. You think these zombies are messing around?
0: His cousin is drowning he's he's not up he's in the water drowning and you're like yes this is it isn't it is this the thing i think it is are you sure zombies because i'm not like just throw it into the water
1: he really likes yelling
0: into water the zombies yeah yes <laughs> it reminded me of buzz <laughs> from the tale <laughs> oh, of the fandom cab He's where he's like, ah, yes! I know what the answer to this riddle is! And I am about to say it's- it! <laughs> Initiating Answer to Riddle 50% Complete. 75
1: Meanwhile, his cousin's like <laughs> 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 He's floating on top of the water dead. Already he's already like, dead. Is this what you <laughs> i think about putting it back.
0: Well, he finally drops that shit in the water, and then up pops Dean. Sean lifts him up and asks if he's okay, and Dean coughs a bunch saying, yeah. Then a hand reaches out and touches Sean, and it's Abe. He is not out cold anymore. He asks what hit him, and Sean's like, uh, that's not important. (laughs) How's your head? And Abe says, lumpy. What happened? And uh, Dean tells him that Sean... Took all the stuff back and it worked. Abe thanks them and says that he could finally sleep with a clear conscience. <laughs> then Sean looks over at the barrel and says, Hey look, and we see Dean's glasses sitting there. So the zombies were like, This isn't our treasure, you can have that crap back.
1: Yeah, we don't need glasses.
0: Those zombies we just were need nice napkins. <laughs> napkins and plastic plates painted gold. We cut to the store from the beginning of the episode, and Sean is sweeping the floor. Dad's there with mail in his hand, and he says, Dean, look. So Dean grabs the letter in question, and it says, Please accept this $4.90 as a payment for five candy bars and one pack of gum. I wish we had those prices. Dad asks if it means anything to him, and Dean's like, Yeah, it kind of does. And Sean walks into frame. He stands there for a moment, and then he smiles. And that's the end of the episode.
1: He's so proud of himself for... Paying for things that he stole.
0: Yeah. It was a nice ending, I think. But I thought that letter was going to be from Captain Abraham. Like, yo, I just had the dopest sleep. Thanks so much, kids.
1: I thought it was going to be like, here's that tip you didn't get before. Yeah, yeah,
0: that. Right.
1: But nope.
0: (laughs) Abraham is the, like, stingiest motherfucker. (laughs) These kids saved his life. (laughs) They didn't have to. I mean, I guess they kind of did after you know, Sean got cursed or whatever, but they didn't have to. They really didn't? It was a really good episode, though. I had a fun time with it. I liked it a lot. It was my favorite Tucker story, for sure. And zombies are always awesome in my book. Even if they talk, I'm okay with it. I mean, the, talk- the zombies in Return of the Living Dead talk, too, and those zombies are iconic, so.
1: I mean, zombies always <laughs> say at least brains.
0: That started in Return of the Living Dead. Did we watch that movie together?
1: I'm trying to remember.
0: I feel like... I know we to
1: return to the living dead 5.
0: <laughs> yeah, we did. Remember cuz that that little kid dies in it. We were like, "Oh, that kid's going to survive to the end even though he's the worst," and then he didn't. But, yeah, Return of the Living Dead, the first one is uh the one that's super 80s and they the girl runs through the cemetery and she's naked. Remember that?
1: Oh, okay. Yep. As soon as you mentioned that.
0: Is that sarcasm? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> <sighs> Well, I've recently watched Return of the Living Dead 2, you know, because I like to watch at least one Halloween movie for October, and that movie, Return of the Living Dead 2, is like at least 60% they scream the dialogue for every line, oh, which was not um, not fun to watch, honestly. Like, it's a good movie, but once people are screaming their lines almost the whole movie, not that great. But back to Water Demons, yeah. There's a lot of solutions to this problem, and he took none of them.
1: (laughs) He took the, I'm just going to do nothing (laughs) I've tried nothing, and... (laughs) I'm all out of
0: ideas. (laughs) What a sloppy old man. Making kids do the work for him. Whatever. Back at the campfire, Sam says that it was a good story. Kiki says, all right. And then we cut to Frank, who says, this still doesn't get you off the hook for the diary. And the kids all complain, saying, oh, fuck off, Frank. Gary pours the water on the campfire without saying a word. And the kids all get up and disperse. Kiki and Gary stay behind, and Kiki picks up a backpack, saying, hey, what's this? And Gary's like, it's Tuckers. don't touch stuff. When people leave the campfire, it's all free dibs on everything.
1: No, you're not allowed to touch other people's stuff. That's the moral of the story.
0: That's the moral. I know. It really is. You just can't touch it, ever. Well, kiki does and then gary rifles through it he picks out some crap saying hey this is mine and this and one of the things that he picks out of this backpack was his pair of super specs did you see that
1: yes that was cool okay good well let's be honest he probably stole all that stuff from his dad anyway
0: that's true um i didn't read like the flyer that is in there was there anything interesting on it i couldn't i couldn't really see it well. i
1: didn't i didn't stop and read it either but I assumed it would be something that's a callback to something. Otherwise, it's pointless.
0: Yeah, I agree. (laughs) He says, this is my magic book. He drops some of the crap on the ground, and there's also a note, so Kiki picks it up and reads it. And it says, Dear Gary, thanks for letting me borrow this stuff. Sorry, I didn't ask for it. P.S. What are you doing in my knapsack? Didn't you get anything out of my story? Tucker. And that's the end of the episode.
1: I mean, that bag was just sitting there.
0: Yeah, right? Anybody would go through it. Just like you said at the beginning. It's not that that much of a dick move for Frank to just check it out. There's nobody around. Maybe there's a clue in there.
1: And it was a note. It wasn't a diary. Yeah. If you see somebody's diary and you read it, that's crossing a line. Yes. But just picking that shit up, it's not... It's not.
0: No, I agree. Well, I would say... I mean, this... This episode seems to actually have, like, an overall th- moral, which is don't steal.
1: Yeah. It's kind of
0: hammered down in this one.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, common sense.
0: If you steal a candy bar... if
1: you're not an old sloppy man.
0: <laughs> if you steal a candy bar, you're gonna be haunted by zombies. Boom. Moral of the story. Done. Perfect. Did you, uh... Did you like the name, name of the episode, The Tale of the Water Demons?
1: Uh... No, because it, it no. didn't didn't evoke the the story to me.
0: No, I agree with you. Um, Even though they even did a name drop in this episode, which was, I don't know, kind of forced, I guess.
1: They're some kind of water
0: demons. <laughs> I think we could figure out better names for this episode. The Tale of the Wet Zombies. Ugh. Ugh. The Tale of the Wet Bandits.
1: Whoa, yeah. that's a good one. I
0: know, right? I'm so smart. Home Alone's the best.
1: Yeah, we reference it at every episode.
0: It's mandatory. I think it's mandatory for every podcast, actually.
1: Probably. It's a classic. Uh, for sure. Um, the tale of the grungy jerkass.
0: Oh wow, that one just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> the tale of Captain Abraham Westchester. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's nothing really jumping out at me, honestly. I know,
0: right? That's weird.
1: Even though Water Demon sucks, <laughs> it's clearly the perfect name.
0: There's nothing I can think of that starts with a Z to go with zombies. No. The tale of litter littering in the ocean. This episode told you guys that it's okay to litter in the ocean. That's crazy.
1: As long as it's expensive litter. It's cheap litter that people get angry about. I
0: know. Sean didn't even look up in the camera and say, "Hey folks, don't use plastic straws. Get a metal straw." Endangering the ocean life is horrible. As he threw in...
1: I don't want a metal straw. ...the
0: candelabras. I wouldn't either. It feels like it'd be cold.
1: I feel like I would be drinking something with a metal straw and trip, and it would go through my eye.
0: Hmm? Yeah, I get you, but uh, when's the last time you tripped on anything?
1: Um, I trip on stuff all the time.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
1: I'll be tripping. Uh,
0: I think that's all I got for names, though. Are you ready to hear... What the next riveting episode is in season four.
1: Alright, let's hear what we got.
0: Okay. Next up, season four, episode six. The tale of the long ago Locket. Who oh, do you think's gonna tell this story?
1: This is a Kristen story. <laughs> yeah. She's coming back. One night only.
0: Uh huh. Sure.
1: No, um, I'm gonna say <laughs> this is a Sam story. Replacing Kristen.
0: It sounds a bit Kristen 2.0 doesn't it it does well what do you think the long ago locket is gonna be about
1: oh man um there's a locket yeah that had a picture of someone's sweetie in it
0: yep okay
1: and the sweetie died yeah and then the person who owned the locket also died okay and uh so cut to present day yeah a family moves into a house and finds the locket mm-hmm. and they're like oh who is this sweetie <laughs> and then they see the sweetie's ghost and they have to solve the murder of oh. the person who owned the locket
0: okay that sounds like a cool story bro
1: which means it's not going to be that
0: you know okay i don't remember much about this episode at all um but what you just described sounds plausible to me honestly
1: it's gonna be a story set in 1965 uh, yep the long ago <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> so do you want to know um nothing spoiler of course but do you want to know something fun about this episode all right yes okay there is uh, a famous person in this episode by the name of are you ready for this
1: christian slater
0: no will Friedel
1: okay let me let me guess <laughs> oh man <laughs> stop doing that <laughs>
0: <laughs> you did that to me last week too or the week before
1: <laughs> i like will fredell i do too is he the main character
0: uh i think he is i don't remember awesome yep we got will fredell so if the episode shit at least will fredell's in it
1: <laughs> all right i'm looking forward to it
0: yeah me too right oh <sighs> but you know what else i'm looking forward to brandon Sleep. You know it. I'm so tired. I got five hours of sleep last night because you woke me up like, podcast time, podcast time, podcast time. I was like, oh my God, it's five o'clock in the fucking morning.
1: We got to record. We got to record. We got to (laughs) record.
0: Well, I've been up all night. I'm going to sleep. So tired. All right. I'm going to go buy toilet paper for $1,000 on eBay. Yeah, right. Good luck with that. Some old rich man probably has the stock of it. It's going to go throw oh, it to dude. the ocean. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later, Brandon.
1: All right. I'll talk to you. All right.
0: Bye, everybody.
1: Bye. He's loony, not stupid.